Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. Today's guest is someone who was there from the beginning of this podcast, Victoria Brown. I don't even really know where to begin. She is a dear friend, a senior soul cycle instructor, Under Armour athlete, certified life coach, meditation teacher, breathwork coach, founder of the Very Best Self Project and Podcast Self, among so many other things. Before I gush over her even more, please run, don't walk to listening to her podcast, The Very Best Self Podcast. Each Tuesday, she shares amazing guests and the breadth of her knowledge. It is a not miss in my week, and I know you will feel the same. Like I said first, she was one of the first people I even breathed the idea of a podcast to. It was a meek after comment, and Victoria listened fully and believed in me from the start. Victoria, thank you for what you've done for me. And also what you represent in this world. You encourage others to find their best selves and to be them fully. You help folks shake off that fear and step into their highest good. And today's episode is all about her journey to creating the Very Best Self Project, a 90-day goal-setting course that challenges participants to grow in big, big ways. We talk about goal-setting and the challenges we all inevitably face along that goal-setting process. I know that you'll leave with lots of fresh ideas and some ideas that you may have needed to revisit. Without further ado, my episode with Victoria. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. Like we start every episode, I begin by asking my guest, so Victoria, what's your good news today? Um, well, the first good news is that I'm here and I'm so excited to be, um, your guest today. So that's first. Um, and then I think secondly, Monday was my birthday. So that's my good news. Happy birthday again. (laughs) Thank you. So in the pre-show prep, I was able to share with the listeners your background, but I wasn't able to really share our connection points. So let's think back to 2020. I know trigger warning for a lot of people. I first heard of you from some friends in DC and I followed you and I just really loved the way you talked about mindset and I felt like I was coming up against a time where I felt really stuck and I didn't know what was next and it felt, as the world felt last year, very doom and gloom and you started talking about what I would love to delve into today, the Very Best Self Project and it is a 90-day program giving participants the tools they need to find their very best self through daily practices, mindset hacks, mastering their schedules. I mean, that doesn't even scratch the surface of what this program did for me. It opened me up in ways that I couldn't have even fathomed it did. And I had the honor of participating last year. And I am just so excited to get to talk a little bit more about that and talk about kind of your view on mindset. So I just wanted to first highlight the goodness of this project, but how did this, how did the program start? Chicken or the egg? Was it you saw the problem or you thought of the program first? 
Um, I think it was, it, well, it's something that was a long time coming for me. It was, I've always been just really interested in mindset. I've been really interested in, you know, how we live our lives and how we can live our lives better. Uh, that's something that's always been intriguing to me and something that's really, I don't know. I've always just been like reading self-help books and just a big believer in bettering ourselves. And I think there's something I've, I always think is th- that, we were all dealt a certain hand in this life and no one was dealt a good hand or a bad hand. You were just dealt a hand and it's your choice what you do with the cards that you've been given. Right. And, and it's like poker, right? Sometimes the person with the worst hand can win the entire game. Right. So it's how you play the cards in your hand. And so that's just something that's really been fascinating to me for a long time. And. While, like you said, it's like such a doom and gloom thing, like what happened in the world or should I say what's still happening uh, in the world, you know, there's, there was a lot of positives that came from it. And one of those positives for me was just the, you know, non-negotiable pause that happened where I got to say, okay, cool. Like I actually love what I do. Uh, I'm a soul cycle instructor and I love that. And I'm like, but if the bike were gone tomorrow, cause it was, uh, and if I could never go back to soul cycle, let's just say hypothetically speaking, let me think about the things that I love about it and what can I extract from what I do in that room that is gives me another career or something else to dive into. Right. And so that's really how I started thinking about it. And before the pandemic happened, I had actually already gotten my life coaching certification and I was like, okay, cool. But the thing was, I didn't really have enough time to create what I really, really wanted to create. And so it took me about, I will honestly say six full months to create the very best self project. And it was like, you know, my poor apartment is just like covered in uh, post-it notes, right? Just all over the walls, just everywhere, breaking down, okay, it's a 12, it's going to be a 12 week program. And how do I want to do this? And what's, you know, which part comes first and how, how, like, how is it important if we're going to make a transformation in people's lives? How do I want to do that? And, you know, when I became a life coach, there's a certain way, you know, life coach certification that I got, uh, there was a certain way in which they, you know, had you coaching, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was ever quite authentic to me. It didn't feel like it was my method. It felt like it was a method someone else was giving me and then telling me to teach. So the pandemic gave me, you know, being locked in my home, gave me this opportunity to really sit with my thoughts and think about, okay, what are the things that I teach in my soul cycle classes all the time? And what are the principles that I believe in? And what are the things that I actually use for myself that actually work for me that I could share with others and maybe would help other people? And then if I take all of that and I add it in to the things that I learned in the certification that I got, if I make all of those things and bring them together as one, what does that give me? And Born was the very best self project. So that's the 90 day coaching program and my my baby, if you will, my child. <laughs> and it just wrapped up its fourth round, which is incredible. And it's incredible yeah. to think about how, I think one thing that just stuck out to me was how you talked about if something is taken away from you tomorrow, how do you pivot? And I think there's a lot of things that we kind of get in this rut. Maybe it's a career or maybe it's a relationship and we're like, okay, we're just supposed to do this. How did you kind of find that pause gave you the, was it the pause giving you that space to be like, okay, what things do I like and how do I apply them? Or for me, it was, it was just permission mm. to finally do what I've always wanted to do which is life coaching. And I've always loved doing that. So it just gave me 
permission to actually stand in that power and say, okay, like I can do this and I'm going to do this. And I think that was really it. And, and, and also like beyond that, I, I really enjoy helping people. It's always been something that's really just been like deep rooted, seated inside of, of me. And, and we have to follow those things, right? We all have those things that make us come alive. Those things that make us tick, those things that make us who we are, those things that are just like, man, like I know that, that when I do this one thing, it makes me feel incredible. And helping people is one of those things. And so, you know, becoming, you know, a life coach, I hate the word life coach for whatever reason, though. I, I prefer like transformational coach or mindset coach. Um, I like that better, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think you, you hit on a really important point that we, it's sometimes we wait for permission from others, but I think oftentimes it's the waiting for permission from ourselves. Yeah, that's huge. I don't think we give ourselves the room to grow. And I think that a lot of what I learned in the program, you know, huge part of it is the goal setting. And it was goal setting in a number of different areas. And it was things that I was like, oh, I have this unlock. Like, this is fine. But it was like, there are things that you still scratch the surface. You're like, oh, I have an interest in that. For goal setting for people, how do you encourage them to kind of get out of their own way? Like, give themselves the permission to really as you say, jump fully in. Yeah. You know, I think what you said makes a lot of sense too. I think we don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know. And so, so many times we just accept the status quo. We just keep going on in life and we're just like, okay, this is how it's been. This is how it's always going to be. But the the truth is like, just because something's always been a certain way doesn't mean that it always has to be a certain way. And a lot of times we don't even realize that we are the thing standing in our own way. So when it comes to goal setting, I encourage people to get super, super clear on where they're at in their lives. But beyond that, it's about finding out what your roadblocks are and what your blind spots are. Because a lot of us, most of us, I would say all of us, we have blind spots that we don't even realize that we have, right? And so what that means is, you know, I when I begin the program, before we even get into goal setting, right? We don't even talk about goal setting until like, I don't know. What is it like week three, like week four, even maybe, I don't even know. It's somewhere in between that. We start to scratch the surface of goal setting in probably week three of the 12 weeks. But before that, we do three weeks of diving deep into your past, your present and your future self, getting super crystal clear on everything that's ever you know happened in your life before and how that may have affected you and how the stories that you have been telling yourself up until now about about those occurrences and then going into where you're at right now. And then when you get to the where you're at right now space, that's when you dive deeper into, okay, what's working, what's no longer working and what can I do better? Right. And then it's visualization exercises into your future self and like, what do you want to see? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be surrounded by? What do you want to be surrounded by? And these are things that we can certainly do on our own all by ourselves. Um, and the example, you know, Catherine, that I always give is that, you know, you're supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day. You know that. I know that. We all know that. Is it much easier to drink eight glasses of water a day when someone is telling you that you need to drink eight glasses of water a day? Exactly. Right. The answer is yes. And it's always going to be yes. So, can you do visualization exercises on your own? Absolutely. Can you dive into past, present, future on your own? Absolutely. Can you do any and all of the methods that I teach on your own? Absolutely. Is it much easier? 
when someone says you need to do these things and you need, and here's the deadline you need to do them by. Right. And, and it's about, I think it also goes back into what we were saying before, which is like about permission, right? It's like you give yourself permission to do those things. And then by investing in yourself and by showing up to something and making that kind of commitment, a three month long commitment, you're like, okay, well, like I committed to this and my word matters and I value my word and I honor my commitments. Uh, and I'm going to give my permission, myself permission to, to show up. So that's kind of like the basis of how to get ready to goal set is, is really, it's a lot, it's much easier to, to do that if you get clear on everything before you do it. The, I had never done something where I had kind of unpacked like the story before the up until now. And I thought I just had to kind of move forward. But I think what I learned and what I think I carry with me is like that part of my story, like it's a part of my story. Like I can't change, like I can only change how I reflect on it and how I grow from it. And so I think that, I think the biggest thing too is the time. You talked about valuing your word and value. We show up for others every day of the week. But when it's like, oh, I'm going to take time to do something for myself. I know I felt at first I was like, oh, like I can't do it by myself. Like I'm embarrassed. Like I should be able to do this by myself. It's like, no, it's just easier to have someone also sharing that experience because I don't oftentimes find like friendships we're talking about goal setting. That's another thing we can unpack another day. But I think it's powerful to have other people who are moving forward with you and like going along your journey with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I I would unpack that now. What you were just saying is like, is, is so, it's so true. Like we have our best friends, we have our family, we have all these people that like care about us and we connect with all the time. But it is sometimes easier to share your biggest goals and your biggest aspirations. And like, so even sometimes your biggest, darkest secrets with strangers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is, but you know, if you, if you're, if you're in a place where there's a safe space created, you can really feel like you can open up and that's also invaluable. I think it's amazing to be able to like, when you say something out loud or you write it down, there's something so powerful in it. And you talk a lot about the importance of like physically writing down those goals and committing to those goals. Like how have you kind of shifted like coaching for people to encourage them to write it down? Because I think it also oftentimes going back to scary, feel scary to like be like, this is something I want. Yeah. Um, and I totally do talk about this so much. I mean, we are 72% more likely to achieve our goals just by writing them down just by simply writing them down. And so something that I always say all the time is that, you know, your dream cannot just be one dimensional. The things that you dream about, but your goals that you set for yourself, they cannot just be one dimensional. And what I mean by one dimensional is a lot of times, oftentimes people have have big dreams and they just leave them up here in their minds and they never take them out of their minds. But then at what point does a dream become more than a dream? Because if it's just a dream, it's not actually coming to fruition. It's not actually taking on shape and form in your life. And and that's what the dream is, right? For those things to actually happen in your life. So we have the power before we actually see it in front of us. We have the power to firstly like see it in our minds and then take it to a second dimension, which is writing it down. And then for me, I think the third dimension is telling your dream Telling, talking about it, telling as many people as you possibly can about this thing that you want to do, right? And it's, it's telling your friends, it's telling strangers, it's telling literally anyone who will listen to what it is that you're trying to do in your life. Because, and the reason that there's power in that is because you never know 
sometimes it's like the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. And if you don't even tell those people, it's like, you have no idea when someone you see every single day is actually that missing puzzle piece to connect you to that one person that you need to be connected with to make that one thing happen that you've been trying to happen forever and ever. And it's all about the puzzle pieces. It's about connecting the dots. It's about taking small steps, baby steps, right? And the more that you write it down, you say it out loud, the more you yourself start to believe in what you're doing. You start to believe in yourself, right? And the biggest thing is like ABC, right? Action builds confidence. The more that we take action towards the things that we want to do in our lives, the more confident we feel around the things that we want to do. So just by taking those small steps, we gain more and more confidence. And when we gain more and more confidence, guess what happens? The momentum starts to build. The pendulum begins to swing. And as soon as that pendulum begins to swing, you know how momentum goes. It just, it can kind of go and sustain on its own for a while. And so you got to build that momentum. You have to build that sustainability. You have to build that confidence, right? Confidence is, it's a muscle. We have to work it the same way you work any muscle when you go to the gym. It's something that you have to actually work on. You don't just show up in the world as a confident being. And I think the the biggest example I've seen of that is like, there are stunning supermodels who walk down runways, who are the least confident beings in the world, not all, but some. And there are people that society might deem as someone who shouldn't be confident, whatever that looks like to you. I'm not here to define that. But it doesn't matter what you know, you look like or what you do or how much money you make or how much money you don't make. None of that matters, right? Because every single one of us, we've met confident people that maybe like you didn't even want what they have in their lives, but it was good enough for them and they feel good about it. And there's just a difference in the way that you show up in the world when you find confidence. And I truly believe, like I said, ABC action builds confidence. We have to stay in the doing. Well, I think the baby steps of it all, it's like writing down steps that kind of you talk about when you get to that big, hairy, audacious goal, like it doesn't just like poof appear. Like it doesn't come from 1D to 2D writing it down to 3D saying it and then it happens. Like a lot of the times there are very, there's a lot of consistency and work that you have to put in. And I think the baby steps is where people and where I used to struggle. Like I'd be like, okay, I want to run six miles. Well, Catherine, you have to run, you know, a 200 or a mile or whatever it may be and like train. How do you kind of coach people on breaking down those big goals? Is it just writing down the baby steps or making a list or, you know, enrolling their friends? What what kind of things do you coach people through? Well, firstly, what you said is is so true, right? If you want to run six miles, like you start with one mile, like, yeah. you know, uh, and it's a silly um, phrase that uh, I didn't come up with it, but it's one that I use all the time is uh, how do you eat an elephant? First of all, you don't eat an elephant. You wouldn't <laughs> eat an elephant. <laughs> but if you were to eat an here. elephant- Right. You, we love elephants here. Um, if you were to eat an elephant, you would do it one bite at a time. One bite at a time. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get lost and probably lose a lot of confidence in what they're trying to do because they do. They set these giant, giant lofty goals that are so far into the future, so far into the distance. And then all they do is hyper-focus on that big thing right? Mm -hmm. That big, big thing. I want to get the promotion. I want to have the relationship. I want to X, I want to Y, I want to Z, whatever it is, right? And they focus on that big, big thing. And there's power in that. You should visualize yourself in that role or visualize yourself living that life. But to really make it happen, you know, we set ourselves up for failure, I think, when we just focus so heavily on the giant, big thing in the distant future. And so it's just about 
making those tiny, tiny steps. It's like the Wizard of Oz and following the yellow brick road. Like the path appears as we begin to step, as we continue to step. But if you're not stepping, the path is not going to be revealed to you, right? Your next step is not going to show up if you're not continuing to take those steps. And this is like the corniest thing, but you know, a while back I thought to myself about, and I did a podcast uh, episode about this too, but um, about GPS when you're in your car, okay? So when you're driving along, and you have your GPS on and it's telling you where to go and it's telling you what to do. Has your GPS ever once in your life come on and said, okay, okay, Victoria, two turns and three exits from now, you're going to be making a U-turn. No, it doesn't no. do that. It gives you turn by turn directions. It comes on, the voice comes in and it tells you, okay, we're going to be making a right now. But it really doesn't give you that much advance notice. It just kind of lets you know, like, the right is happening and it's happening now. So, like, prepare yourself and let's go, right? And and that's the way you do it. So it doesn't tell – it doesn't come on and say what your the sixth step is going to be from where you are right now. It doesn't do that. Also, have you ever been driving on, in your, on your GPS mm-hmm. where they just forgot to tell you to turn? Mm-hmm. No. The voice comes in and tells you to turn when it's time to turn, Right. And so I believe so heavily because I love analogies, but I believe so heavily that, that, that human beings, like we have this internal compass, we have this internal GPS as well. And so you're going to know when it's time to take a turn. You're going to know when it's time to level up. You're going to know when it's time to do a new thing. And if the voice inside of you has not lit up to tell you that it's time to make a turn or time to make a change, then maybe you're just meant to be where you are a little bit longer and let some of these pieces be uncovered and just be patient in your process to know that like the next step is going to be revealed to you, but maybe not yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think it's the value so much in like the 90 days, like the three months, like that's a very actionable period of time that feels like, yeah, you can achieve. I mean, people have achieved crazy things in the 90 days, but it's also like you can do, you can chunk it out and then wow, three months from now, you'll be in a new position and like you'll be making new goals and you'll be creating new things and putting out more momentum into the universe. But I think it's going back to the permission. We don't give ourselves that time. We're just like, okay, we're going to set New Year's resolutions. This is all we want to do for 2021. It's like, uh, cool. Like, what are you going to do with that? I think we just, it gets to that big and the overwhelm. And then we're like, okay, well, we'll do it next year. Like, right. I, I totally agree with that. And that's why I, I'm a big believer in setting goals in kind of chunks of three months for sure. Yeah. Thinking, okay, like you can have your big, you can have your like master list, your big list of like the big, you know, overarching goals. But in the meantime, you set those three month goals and, and just kind of let your big giant goals be like seeds that you plant and then just like forget about them. Like literally forget about them. Yeah. Right. And then like check in with them every once in a while, see how they're doing, you know, check in. You're usually surprised to see how far you've gone. But in the meantime, you just set in three month increments, you know, and I have, um, I have the women in my program set 15 goals in every area of their lives for, for, to accomplish in three months. And the first thing that happens is a lot of overwhelm. This is the first thing that happens. And you're like, what? This is insane. She's crazy. You want me to do what you want me? And I really push them to choose stretch goals, things that they think are a little bit outside of their comfort zone, 15 goals that are a little bit outside of their comfort zone. And this is in 
the area of friends and family, like relationships that are important to you that have maybe kind of fallen by the wayside and making time for those relationships. This is in your finances. This is in your career. This is in your well-being uh, and mindset. Uh, this is also your impact, how you give back to the world. And so it's every area of your life and you're creating 15 goals. And the first thing that comes up is usually overwhelm. But then when you stay the course and you stay the process and you work on your mindset throughout, magical things start to happen. Well, and I think it's like the taking it baby steps. It's like, okay, all right, I have 15 goals. Like what can I work on? What's going to be my daily practice? What's going to be those things that I need to chunk away at? And like, It's a lot of like choosing myself and like by choosing myself, I showed up better for other people. And I never – that didn't click until that program. And so my hope is that people will set goals for themselves or join the Very Best Self Project and set those goals. And I think one of the things that I struggled with in the program is kind of the uncomfortability like – I think us as humans want to be comfortable all the time and a lot of growth and where the really good stuff happens is in the ick, like in that uncomfy place. There'll be setbacks. There'll be times where it doesn't feel like that goal is going to happen. There's going to be all these different things that come at you. How do you try to like take the noise and not listen to it? (laughs) That was a lot. You know, I think we talk, one thing we talk about is motivation. Talk about motivation a lot, but I would say that the biggest two key takeaways um, when you're in the ick and feeling like I can't do it, how am I going to do this is is A, motivation and B, toxic positivity. So we'll begin, we'll start with, with motivation. So like motivation, you know, you wake up every single morning, motivation is very similar to the cup of coffee that we all drink every single morning, right? Um, so you wake up, you have your cup of coffee and and it gives you this like zing, this little boost of energy, Right. And you feel great. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's get shit done today. Like, let's go. And that caffeine is like that, like, you know, jetpack booster that, that, uh, you know, catapults you into your day. Now, does it last all day? No, absolutely not. You're going to need another cup of coffee or like, you know, another energizing, like a workout or whatever it is that you do, but like, you're going to need something else. It doesn't last all day. And why does coffee not keep you energized all day long? Because it's not supposed to right? Motivation does is a fleeting emotion. So there's power in understanding that no one stays motivated all of the time. There's power in that. There's power in knowing that like it's okay if you're not motivated all of the time. Motivation is a fleeting emotion fleeting emotion. And so, you know, then you lean, you lean back into what inspires you to re-energize yourself and your why. And I have everyone also create mission statements within that, um, the, the 90 days that we work together. And your mission statement is like that moral compass, the internal compass, the thing that guides you through everything you do. And so you can lean on, there's a lot of things you can lean on, right? Yeah. To pull you out of that. But then the other thing is toxic positivity where, you know, especially in the, the age that we're in right now and in the internet age and, and, and social media and where everything has a filter on it and everything looks perfect and everything looks polished. And my God, this couple, they seem so much happier than, than us. And they seem like they're so much in love and da da da, but you don't realize that like off screen, they actually fight all the freaking time. Like you have no idea. Right. Or like, you know, she's so perfect and has so many amazing mm-hmm. designer bags, but like, 
you don't know her bank account. You don't know that she might be yeah. like swimming in debt to carry all these. You There's so much we don't mm-hmm. know. And on top of that, there are a lot of people, I think in the mindset space, especially who are there to, who are trying to inspire people by saying that you should be happy all the time, or here's <sighs> how you pick yourself up out of a funk or et cetera. Like, and the truth of that is this is all toxic positivity. This is filtering, putting a filter on our actual lives and making us feel like we are somehow broken if things are not perfect all the time, that we're somehow broken if our emotions are not happy all of the time. Well, guess what? We are human beings and our emotions are on every end of the spectrum and they're supposed to be on every end of the spectrum. We're supposed to have good days. We're supposed to have bad days highs and lows, and together they make us whole. That's how you are who you are, right? And and uh, so I think there's also just a lot of power in recognizing like we don't have to step into the beat down hmm. when we find ourselves in this super uncomfortable position or, you know, the un- uncomfortable place in our lives because like you get to this place where you understand like, okay, this is not forever. This is temporary. And it sucks right now, but it won't always be this way. So I'm going to let myself feel these feelings. I'm going to go through the motions of feeling what I feel. And also, I think when you allow yourself to go through your own feelings, it's easier to get to the root cause of why you feel the way you feel. And that is so huge. Getting to the root cause of why you feel the way you feel. Because a lot of times we just take the status quo. It's like, I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm unhappy. I'm you know, depressed. I'm all of these things. And when we just try to put a bandaid on it constantly Mm. and just try to, you know, live in this fix it culture where we're just like, okay, let me find the thing. Let me lean on alcohol to numb my feelings. Let me lean on going out and partying. Let me lean on whatever it is, sex, drugs, alcohol, watching, binge watching TV, whatever it is that you're leaning on, which is ending up becoming this like temporary bandaid. You can only do that for so long. So we just allow yourself to sit in your feelings and be like, well, this sucks right now, but I'm going to feel it. I think a lot of times that root cause gets uncovered. And when we get in touch with the root cause of our own feelings, then we can wrap our minds around them. We can break them down. We can say, I feel this way because X, I feel this way because Y, I feel this way because Z. And then I'm really getting all deep into it. But then beyond that, you can ask yourself, okay, is what I'm feeling right now a fact or is it a feeling? Because there's a big difference between facts and feelings. And in our minds, we convince ourselves that our feelings are facts all of the time. We do that. Yeah, I do that. So. <laughs> I think it's so important to talk about like toxic positivity and the fix-it culture. Like if I've learned anything through the process is like the journaling and actually getting to the root cause. Like you can't go around a problem. You can't go under a problem. Like you have to face it. And if you face it, you're going to be in a much better position to like move forward. I think for a long time I allowed all of the narratives. And I think a lot of us can is like, oh, I can't do this or I won't do this or I haven't succeeded. Well, it's like up until now I haven't. Let's get to the root cause of why I feel this way and move on. But I think you also bring up a good point of facts are not always feelings and feelings are not always facts. Um, yep. I mean, just mic drop on that one. I feel like so often we're like, no, this is real. Like this is totally real. This will yeah. never get better. You're like, no, it's got to give it some time. I think time right. is hard too, especially in a culture where it's like everything is like you're scrolling fast or you're on the run, whatever it may be that you're like, 
this feels like it lasts forever and it's like a week or two months or three months. Like, but I think it, right. like, so often we allow, we feel like we always have to put a smile on. And like, that's been the whole point of this podcast is finding the good and the bad, because I think there's a lot of good that we can create if we just allow ourselves to. Yeah, totally. And and you're so right. We live in this society or this culture where everything is instant. Mm-hmm. You're hungry, pull up an app. You'll have food at your door in less than 30 minutes, like whatever you need. That's why I think goal setting is so hard is because yeah. it's not, instant. you know, I'm saying it again out loud. I'm going to run a marathon in 2022. And like, I realize that's going to take a lot of runs and a lot of time and a lot of good runs and bad runs and runs that are somewhere in between. And I don't think it's sometimes the end result is glamorized, but the work isn't. Yeah. And I think there's like a lot of beauty in the like figuring out your why or unpacking your story or, you know, understanding the hand that you were dealt doesn't mean it's good or bad. Like, I think there's so much we can do in that middle versus just being like, I'm engaged or... I randomly. Yeah, or here's me at the end of the marathon holding the medal. Like, yeah, there's going to be some very real, like, some pictures in the end. The lessons learned. The lessons learned will definitely come in the miles leading up to it, not in the Mm -mm. photo that goes on Instagram, you know? Mm -mm. But that's where the the, the magic actually happens in the stuff that you can't capture. Man, the stuff you can't capture. I mean, I'm like a weird, like, I don't know, like, I've always believed that too in everything. Like, you know, if you ever notice that, like, I always say this, but like, if you ever notice, like, if you see sometimes like the most gorgeous sunset or the most beautiful full moon and you whip out your phone because you're like, oh my God, this is the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. And you try and take a photo of it and you just, it looks like shit. And yes. you're like, you're like, what? I'm like, this is the most, I love the moon. I, I'm obsessed with like the moon and the phases of the moon. And like, I just think the moon is so freaking cool. And, and it just represents like life and the full moon. And, and then when it's like a crescent and just the, that it constantly goes into all of these phases, the same way we as human beings are constantly going through all these phases. Like, I think the moon is so freaking cool and like the most beautiful thing. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, you try and take a photo of the moon and it just, it does most of the time, nine times out of 10, it looks like shit. And the point that I'm trying to make is that some things are meant to be lived, hmm. not captured right? You can't capture it because it's not meant to be captured. It's there for you to actually live in the moment. And these things are becoming so few and so far between. Yeah. And I think there's like a lack sometimes of an appreciation for it because everything is like so fast or it seems, I think especially in the last year, like the news feels like very overwhelming. And so Sometimes I'm like, okay, how do I goal set when I feel like the world is quite literally on fire? But I think that like taking the time to do goal setting like will set you up for such success. And I think yeah. one of the biggest lessons we're gonna bring this puppy home is, and I I'm wearing my bracelet that says it is the lesson of fuck the how. And sorry, mom, I said it. Um, I know now everyone's wondering what does Catherine mean by fuck the how? I know a lot of people when they see my bracelet wonder that, but I think it's, and you've taught me, it's the mentality of not getting lost in the overwhelm. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about how you're going to do it. Break it down bit by bit. We get lost in the how all the freaking time. Yeah. The how is the thing that holds us back so often. We, our how holds us back. You have the goal, you have the dream. You're like, oh my God, this, I really want this. I really want to make this happen. I really want to make this happen. I don't know how to do it. And then you obsess 
on how to do something. You obsess on it so, so much that you end up doing nothing, absolutely nothing because you just don't know how, right? And, and more importantly, you let your why carry you through. Why do you want that thing? Forget about the how. Think about why do you want to do it? Why do you want to start that podcast? Why do you want to finally break up with this person? Why do you want this position that you want at work or whatever it is or, you know, whatever? Why do you want that thing? Let your why carry you through and your how will figure itself out on its own every time, every damn time. And I think that's really, really just it. Um, If you can hold on to that why and then just take those small steps you eventually arrive at that destination. You'll eventually get there. You'll look up one day and you're like, oh, my former version of me dreamt of this. The former version of me, this was the thing. I'm here. I made it, right? Yeah. And that's that's how, how it happens is by <laughs> focusing on the why and fuck the how. I mean, let's just 2022, fuck the how a little bit more. That's yep, a little bit more. A little, little bit, bit more. more. I feel like that's a perfect way to bring this one home. I am going to put all of your handles in the show notes. We didn't get to talk about it today. I would love to have you back at some point. But your podcast, The Very Best Self Podcast, people, run, don't walk every Tuesday. It's amazing. Thank you. And if you're in New York City, run, also don't walk to to me seeing her on a bike or doing breathwork classes with her, whatever it may be. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, thank you. I absolutely adore <laughs> you. Um, the universe brought us together and I, I am so certain of that. So like with my whole heart certain of that, um, you know, she was in the very first program of, uh, and the very first person I even spoke with for the very best self project. And uh, yeah, I would never even think of you as like a client in the very best, like you're my friend and like we'll be friends for life. So I am just like honored to be here and honored that the universe brought us together and love what you're doing with this podcast. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's it. Man, my heart is just full, probably overflowing from that interview. I am just so grateful for Victoria and all the lessons she reminded me of today of the importance of writing down a goal, fucking the how. She reminded me to be my very best self. But I wonder what stood out to you? Anything you want to incorporate moving forward? Leave a comment on my Instagram at Katherine Getty. Love to hear from you. And big thanks to Victoria for joining. Thanks to you for listening this week. It means a lot to me. If you liked, please share and repost, leave a review, and join us next week for another episode of the Your Good News Podcast. 